It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Anybody got a testimony for God? Anybody want to right into the Word again tonight? Amen. We had a good time last week. Amen. And uh, weather's changing, and so, but it's all fun. Amen. Praise God. All right. We want to get right in. We're talking from Proverbs chapter 4 tonight. Amen. And uh, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get an understanding. We want to play a little bit here tonight. Amen. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 25, 19. And then uh, Proverbs 25, 19. This is not, a, it might be on your lesson later, but uh, right now we want to look at Proverbs 25, 19. And let you guys make me smart. And so Proverbs 25, 19. All right. Who's going to read that and tell me what it means? <laughs> Brother Terry. All right. So give me some understanding here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. So what does that mean? <laughs> All right. We'll have good wisdom to share with you, Brother Vince. A painful experience, isn't it? Amen. Anybody ever had a toothache? <laughs> Broke tooth? <laughs> it's painful, isn't it? Everybody ever had a spring anchor? <laughs> Your foot out of joint, right? Amen. It's painful. And so if you're putting your confidence in an unfaithful person, it's going to be painful. They're going to hurt you. Amen. So you got to have wisdom. So you see why you need to have wisdom when you're choosing your friends and the people you're hanging out with. You know, you have to. We'll talk a little bit more about this later on. Okay, Proverbs 13.10. Proverbs 13.10. We're just playing up front here a little bit tonight before we get into the lesson. <clears throat> Proverbs 13.10. All right, only by pride come at contention, but with the well-advised, is wisdom. What is that talking about? Contention comes by pride because someone is not willing to let go or submit. That's where it all happens. See? It's because pride gets into our hearts and in our minds. And as a result, we're not willing to step aside to allow for unity of the body. And so this is why contention happens. It's because of pride. Amen. But with the well-advised wisdom, if you got wisdom, you know that, hey, walk away. Don't, don't get into a, an argument. Don't get into a fight because it's not going to produce anything, okay? So remember that, okay? Proverbs 21.17. Proverbs 21.17. Proverbs 21.17. <laughs> that was good, too. Surely in vain the net set in the sight of any bird. What does that tell you? <laughs> you can't see it coming. That's right. <laughs> All right. He that loves pleasure, what? Shall be a poor man. He that will love it wine and oil. What does that tell you? He's going to drink his money up. He's going to waste his money. Amen. 
Amen. If you're one of those that love to have a lot of fun and pleasure and all this stuff and without any kind of discretion about it in your life, you're going to wind up broke. Right. You know, and you love wine and all, you know, that's why drunkenness, yeah, that's what they call it, you know, because it, it makes the wine and eventually becomes more potent and stuff. And so... You, you you get into drinking a lot, and, and that's why alcoholics a lot of times wind up spending everything they got and, and wind up losing farms, losing homes, losing everything. You're going to be poor. You're going to wind up without nothing because you make poor decisions when you're drunk. Been there, did that, you know? And so that's, yes. So we have to have discretion. We have to have wisdom, okay? So just a few scriptures we, we, we pull out. And that's why I say, you know, if you read the book of Proverbs every day, like today is the 14th, if you read the 14th chapter, you should have walked away with some, some wisdom. You know, for example, let's go to Proverbs 14 and take a quick look at how it starts out today. You know, Solomon didn't leave anybody uncovered, <laughs> you know, male and female. He hits us like... You know, a double-barrel shotgun and a lot of this stuff, you know. Every wise woman, what does she do? But what does the foolish do? What does that mean? <laughs> All right. There you go. A wise woman builds her house, you know. She, she considers. She looks to the things. You know, if you read 31 Proverbs... You know, it talks about the virtuous woman. But a foolish woman would tear down everything she's got. She'd tear down her husband. She'd tear down her children. You know, she yells. She screams. She's all kinds of craziness. She's foolish. She spends a lot of, he spends a lot of time on the roof. Amen. But, but you have to. You, you want to build your home. Yeah, maybe. Amen. So you want you want to build up your house. Amen. A wise woman. See, she built it. Amen. But a foolish pluck it down. She she tears her house down. That's that's not good. He that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord, but he that is perverse in his way despises him. Okay, we want to get right in our lesson again tonight. Amen. So we was talking last week about knowing and reverencing God. And I gave you three ways to reverence God. We was talking about to study, to learn God's, uh, who God is through the Bible. Amen. And then we was talking about we must seek to know God and to have that understanding. Amen. If you were to look at John chapter 1, verse 40 through 45, John chapter 1, verse 40, we talk about seeking to know who God is. See, you've got to study the Word. This is why the, the, the Bible tells us to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed to rightly divide the Word of truth. You see, wisdom give us that knowledge and abilities to get in there and to pull out those things that are hidden in the Word of God. We can't just grab one scripture and say, that's it. We've got to get into the book. Amen. Precept upon precept, line upon line, here little, there little. So we've got to be able to be led by the Spirit of God and allow God to lead us and direct us. Amen. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon's Peter brother. How would you like to go through life being called Simon Peter's brother? You know, in something scripture, most time Andrew is always referred to as Simon Peter's brother. Amen. All right, verse verse forty one. Amen. Next scripture. Amen. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. Verse forty two. Amen. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him, he says, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. Verse 43, they follow, the day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find him Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Verse 44, now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. 
Amen. And verse 45, Philip finding Nathanael said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of God. And Nathanael said unto him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip says, Come and see. All right? See, so in order for Philip to know, he would have had to have been seeking. He would have had to have been studying the word to be able to identify what was to come. And this is why we must study the word of God so that we can see and know the things to come. It is designed for us to study with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding so that we can understand truth from error. If John says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, I'm 4, excuse me, he says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit because many false prophets have gone into the world. He says, Herein we know the Spirit of God. Everyone that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and everyone that confesses not that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. And he says, and this is that spirit of what? The Antichrist, wherein you have heard shall come, and it is already in the world. He says, but little children, you are of God and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He said, they are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hear them. We are of God. Therefore, they that are of God hear us, and, and they that are not of God will not hear us. And he says, and hereby we know the what? The spirit of truth and the spirit of error. See, so you can determine truth from error by if people do not receive the truth of the word. See, but if you have wisdom, wisdom will begin to bring the revelation of truth to you. I wisdom dwell with prudence, and I find out knowledge of witty inventions. Amen. So wisdom will begin to reveal and, and to help you to rightly divide the word. Amen. So that you will know who Jesus Christ is. Proverbs 3.13-20 through 20. It says, happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou can desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand is riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. Amen. So notice, happy is everyone or every man that findeth wisdom. Amen. Now, throughout the book of Proverbs, you see it's constantly, it starts out, I wisdom, you know, stand at the door. I stand at the chief place of the city, at the corn course, at the entrance of the city, calling, says, hey, you want life? Come over here. You know, wisdom is constantly calling to us today. We should be able to see, amen, where we need to be headed and what we need to be going towards, not running towards the world. We should be running away from the world. Amen. As Paul told Timothy, we need to be fleeing youthful lust. Amen. But following righteousness and holiness and godliness. Amen. With them that call on the Lord, I have a pure heart. Amen. Now is not the time to revert and go the opposite direction. Now is the time to draw closer to the Lord because our salvation is nearer than when we first believe. Amen. We need wisdom to know who God is. Amen. And the reason most people don't know who God is is because they don't have wisdom. That's one of the major reasons. Go to Proverbs 8.35. Proverbs 8.35. For whoso findeth life shall obtain favor of the Lord. Okay? And so happy is the man that findeth wisdom, amen, and the man that getteth understanding. She is more precious than rubies, amen. She is a tree of life. Whoso findeth 
me findeth life. What is that saying? It's in wisdom. You're going to live. Because, as I said last week, wisdom is just designed to teach you how to do what is right. See? And as a result, this is going to move us to be what God is trying to get us to as his children of spirit of righteousness. The righteousness is the white linen of the saints of God. God is going to judge his people in righteousness and truth. When he comes again, he's given us everything that pertains to life, liberty, and you want to put it like we say in America, in the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> Amen. So he's given us everything to make us what he wants us to be, but it requires us to have that wisdom. Amen. Put that scripture back one minute real quick, sweetie. Amen. So, amen. Notice here, whoso findeth wisdom, findeth life. Amen. Now you understand when John says in John chapter 1 verse 4, in him was what? Life and the light was the light of men. And it was in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the, I am the, and I am the, right. See, so when you find wisdom, it's going to bring you to righteousness, which is all you're going to do is find God. that's that's what's happening yeah there's nothing hard about it (laughs) they fall off the log right see that's what that's what it's designed to do that's why i told you last week i can forgo the rest of the bible if i just obey proverbs and do what it's telling me i'm gonna live because that's what wisdom is designed to do is to make me live. Amen. So he is the way, truth, and the life. Amen. Proverbs fifteen thirty three. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor is humility. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and what is he going to do? He's going to lift you up. Amen. We have to be humble. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is instruction. It gives us instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools do what? They hate these things. So this is why we have to choose carefully. Amen. Proverbs 30, verse 3. Proverbs 30, verse 3. Notice what Agar says here. He says, I neither learn wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. In other words, he didn't apply himself. That's why when you read the 30th chapter, he's asked all those questions. I, he says, the ways I, it's too wonderful for me. I don't know this stuff, you know. But you as a child of God should know because you have, should have, supposed to have the wisdom. Look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 12, verse 7 through verse 11, real quick. Proverbs, I mean, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Start with verse 7, chapter 12, verse 7. Talk about the gifts of the Spirit. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to be rich. <laughs> the prophet. Huh? Yeah, the prophet did everything. The Spirit is given to you. Okay, verse 8. For one is given by the Spirit the word of, oh my, wisdom. To another, word of knowledge by the same Spirit, verse 9. To another, the same by the same Spirit, amen. Faith, to another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, what is discerning of spirits? 
Distression. It's distression. Having distression. This is why Titus, I mean, Titus in chapter 2, if Titus, Titus is, is Paul told Titus, he says, you know, you teach the, the young women to be discreet, you know, young man to be sober, be alert, be wise. If you read Titus chapter 2, that whole chapter, you know, he's, he's saying these things you teach, which become sound dogs. Look at it real quick. Let's just go there. We, we're talking about it. We need to look at it. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, talking about this wisdom thing and uh, spiritual thing here. Amen. But speak the things which become sound doctrine. You remember what Paul told Timothy now? He says, if you continue in the, in the doctrine, what's going to happen? You're going to save yourself and everyone else to hear it from you. See, you, you've got to realize if you notice a lot of, as you notice the scripture with wisdom and knowledge and understanding is always presented in the feminine sense, uh, a text rather, or tense, because it's designed to be reproduced, to get more. See, anytime you read something in the Bible of, of, of a feminine nature is designed to mature, uh, reproduce, to get more and more and more of it, to keep going. That's why in Peter, Peter says, add to your faith. Virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. He says, if these things be in you and bound, you won't be unfruitful nor a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, these things are designed to grow more in you. See, so you have more. The more you get of it, it's going to bring more righteousness. And the more righteous you get, it's going to just keep moving you more to God. Amen. But speak the things which become sound doctrine. Verse 2. That the aged men be sober, be grave, be temperate, self, self-control, sound in the faith, unmovable, now faith. Amen. You got to be sound in the faith. You got to keep your belief on. Amen. In love, in charity, in patience, learning how to wait on God. That the aged women, likewise, that they be in behavior or becoming holiness. Not false accusers, not giving much wine, teachers of good things. Amen. Verse 4. Amen. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. Amen. Look at this. Amen. To be discreet, to be chaste, keepers at home. We just talked about if you turn down your house. <laughs> Amen. Keepers at home. Good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Verse 6. Amen. Young men, likewise, ought to be sober-minded. Amen. Verse 7. <laughs> In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. Amen. Sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. Verse 9, exalt servants to be obedient to their masters and to please them well in all things, not answering again, not prolonging, not stealing, but showing all good fidelity, integrity, honesty, kindness, all this stuff, that they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior in all things. Remember what Jesus says? That we will know his doctrine, right? See? So this is what we want to do. Have on this doctrine of God. We want to have the wisdom. We want to have the knowledge. We want to have the understanding. We want to know truth from error. Amen. Verse 11. For the grace of God to bring its salvation has appeared to all men. Doing what? Teaching us. To do what? Denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we shall live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. We got to be looking for who gave himself for us that we might redeem us from all iniquities, purifying unto himself a peculiar people. Say you some good works. See, this is what wisdom is designed to do is to move us 
to be like Christ. Amen. We got to get there. Amen. Praise God. All right, let's get back to the lesson. <laughs> All right. I know you guys says, I thought we were in the lesson, right? <laughs> Amen. Proverbs fifteen thirty one. The ear that hears the reproof of life abideth among the wise. He that refuseth instruction. What? What happened? He that refuseth instructions despiseth his own soul. Now, wait a minute. Paul says no man ever hated his own self, right? But what do he do? He nurtures it. You know, he takes care of himself. So if we are children of God, we should not despise or refuse instruction. Give instructions to a wise man and he will be yet teach a just man and he will increase in learning. Right? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instructions and righteousness that the man of God will be perfect, thoroughly furnished to all good works. So if you refuse instruction, you despise yourself. You have to be doers of God's word. He has a purpose for it. He's trying to perfect us. He's trying to move us to what he wants us to become. Amen. This is what God wants. So the ear that heareth reproof of life abided among the wise, and he that refuses despises his own soul. But he that hear reproof, verse 32, 1532 says, but he that hear reproof get understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. And before honor, as we saw earlier, is humility. See? So we have to be able to seek out these things. Amen. All right. Number three on your paper. With those first two studying and seeking, we will come to the knowledge of respect and acknowledgement. It will move us to respect. Because the more you study God's word, you're going to see what God requires. And as God requires things of you, and you start to become a doer of it, you will see that you will now begin to move into that respectful mode, the reverencing mode, to acknowledge him. For who he is. See, a lot of people don't fear God because they don't know him. Yeah. That's why. Because when you have a knowledge of God, you reverence God. You understand his love for you. You understand Calvary. You understand what he did for you. And so and as a result of that, it draws you closer to him. Amen. We have to get into that mindset, amen, to be able to love the things God loves and the things that God hates. See? And people don't hate the things God hates because they don't know God. Look at Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Proverbs chapter 6. Amen. Six, chapter six, verse sixteen. Amen. All right, everybody there. These six things that God loves, huh? As <laughs> Lord's formula. Notice these six things that the Lord hates, and seven is an abomination. Unto him. Now, you, if you go back into the book of Leviticus, you remember when God gave Moses the law, he sent, laid out some things that he says is an abomination to me. Okay? Now, notice here. So, there are six things. So, and he says seven is abomination. Okay? 
Number one, boom. Oh, my goodness. A proud look. Now, we just saw at the onset we was talking about pride, right? Contention is caused by what? Scribe and contention is caused by what? Pride. See? So a proud look. As a child of God, we need to be discreet and we have to be careful so that we do not present ourselves in a prideful matter. Okay? Humble yourselves in the sight of God and he will exalt you. One of the things we have to be careful with today in our world that we now live in is pride has just gone pew crazy. Amen. If we were to talk about sagging pants, that's all about pride. Hats turn around backwards, that's all about dealing with the heart of pride. You know, it, we, we have to wake up and be careful in our attire and how we dress and how we look. I am afraid from what I see coming into the church, you know, it, that's, that, that seductive and lustful spirit is coming into the church. And we have to be careful. Amen. If you look at Proverbs chapter 17, I'm going to come back to this in a minute. Look at Proverbs, I mean, not Proverbs, but Revelation chapter 17. Real quick here. Revelation 17. Uh, starting with uh, verse 3. So he carried me away. I'll wait till you get there so you can bring it up. Okay. So he carried me away into the spirit, into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast full of the names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Verse 4. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of the abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Verse 5. And upon her forehead was written the mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abomination of the earth. Verse 6. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints, and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with admiration. He says, I admired. Amen. Notice, she's drunk with the blood of the saints. How many have she destroyed? If you go back to Proverbs chapter 7 and begin to read about the harlot, Notice in Proverbs chapter 7, Solomon says, I, I looked out my window at my casement. You there, Proverbs chapter 7? Start around by verse 6. For at the window of my house, I looked through my casement. And behold, among the simple ones, I discern among the youth, a young man, Void of understanding, passing through the streets near her corner. And he went the way of her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot and subtle of heart. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abided not in her house. Now is she without, now in the streets, and lying waited every corner. So she caught him and kissed him and said with an imputed face, said unto him, I have peace offerings with me. This day have I prayed my vows. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligent to seek thy face, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with covering of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloe, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of loves until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with love. For the good man is not at home. He's gone a long journey. He have taken a bag of money with him and will come home at the day appointed. With her much fair speech, she calls him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goes after her straightway as an ox go to the slaughter, as a fool to the correction of the stock. 
till a dart strikes through his liver and a bird hastened to the snare and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now. Therefore, O you children, and attend unto my words of my mouth. Let not thine heart decline to her ways, nor go astray in her paths. For she shall cast down many wounded, yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Amen. So we have to be, have wisdom. Amen. So we have to be careful in our attires and watch and make sure that we're not begin to conform to the ways and the things of the world. There are certain clothes that I will never let my wife or my children wear. And we have to have wisdom. Just because a new pair of clothing come out may not be what you think it is. You know, wisdom has been there for you. This is why we have to study some of this stuff. I, I, I see a lot of our young children, young girls, 12, 13, 14 years old, in high heels. What does a 12 or 13-year-old need high heels this tall on for? Fishnet stockings. You know, you have to realize, I know this is the style of the world. You have to be careful. It's a lot of this stuff that they're coming out with today is associated with harlots. Study. This is what I'm trying to get all of us to see. We've got to study the Word of God. Study before you purchase something. Study before you partake of something. Because the fact of the matter is the enemy is out to destroy you. To destroy your family. To destroy your children. You've got to be wise as serpents and harmless as dove. You've got to know what you're doing, what you're doing. You do what you want. But I'm here to tell you, you need to study this stuff. The enemy is out to kill, to steal, and to destroy. This is why a lot of children, a lot of young people today, and a lot of so not so young people are leaving the church and going away. It's because the fact of the matter is, is the world has such a strong pull on them. It's drawing them away. If most of us, we're grown mature adults and we've been around the world for a while and if we was to say identify what a harlot looks like, all of us could probably stand right up here and say, if I saw her on the corner, I could identify her as probably being a harlot if she had on a mini skirt and high heel shoes and makeup all over her face and everything else, we'd probably say, you know, we could identify her. You've got to be wise, brothers and sisters. Amen. We've got to be wise in these last days. We have to stand firm and strong on truth. This is why you've got to study this book. Now is not the time to put it back and let it collect dust. Amen. The enemy has come to destroy. He's already in the world. The spirit of the Antichrist is here. Amen. We've got to get strong on holding truth and holding to what you and I believe to be truth as truth. There's a lot of people out there trying to find their way home. You know, as, 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 as you know, Brother Dean was, was talking last week at the men's conference, one of the things he went out and he heard this, this one song that was being sung by a lot of the churches. And he went out this, the, the, to review the artists. And he says, when I got out there, he says, I had to turn it off. Because she's singing about the Lord, but she don't look any part of what a Christian should be like. He says, you know, her, her jeans that she had on was skin tight and was all tore up. Looked like she ran through a barbed wire fence, you know. Her top, you could see through it. All kinds of stuff. But that is what our young people are going after. They hear the lyrics and the singing, and they're going after these things. We have got to be wise. We've got to get wise in this stuff. I believe in glorifying, edifying God. But we have to make sure that we know what we're doing and why we're doing it. 
So Solomon said these six things the Lord hated and seven is an abomination. The first thing he said is pride. Amen. A pride look. A prideful heart. We've got to make sure that we pray against pride and in ourselves and in our lives. Don't let pride, you know, God, you know, we should be praying, God, search me. I know for me, that's how I began my day. I says, create in me a clean heart. Search me. Make sure there's no pride in me, you know, because I don't want to be found guilty of wrong. Because it's easy to let it come in. It's easy to take on this stuff when everybody else is doing it. As my mother used to tell me, I don't care what everybody else is doing. You better do what I told you to do. (laughs) Amen. A pride look. Amen. Let's go on. Pride look. Next, Proverbs 6, 16. A lion tongue. Whoa. God hates a lion tongue because he's a God of truth. Amen. Proud look, a lion tongue. Amen. We've got to work on telling truth. Integrity is key, is important. When you read Proverbs 20, Solomon says, you know, a good man walketh in his integrity and his children are blessed after him. Amen. We got to learn to start telling the truth. Amen. God don't like lying tongues. Amen. Hands that shed innocent blood. Killing the innocent. Abortions. Murdering people without cause. You know, hands that be shed innocent blood. A heart that devised wicked imaginations. Coming up with things of evil. Yeah, the world keep creating more stuff. More stuff. You, you know, I was, I was listening to the news the other day, and what did it say? Playboy and I said they're not going to. Making they don't need any more new photos in their in their magazines anymore because the internet's taking their place. That's what they said. They said they don't need to put any more nude females in the in the in the middle of their their magazine anymore because the the internet is is basically is full of it. The guys don't need to buy won't buy their magazines anymore because. They don't have to pay for it anymore. They just go on the internet and watch all they want. See? So think about that. So we gotta we gotta wake up. We gotta have wisdom. We got to know these things. This, you know, internet is good. Don't get me wrong, because you can get a lot of great information. But all the studying that I'm finding is there's something linked to everything. You know. I have to monitor the, the sight of the morning manna that I have out there. Because you can be looking at morning manna, and, and, and from what my friend told me the other day, he says, you, you, they could be watching your morning manna, but they find that they, you go to the, the morning manna every day, it's easy for them to tag something to it. See? Because they know that's where you're going every day. And once they get that picture in your mind, you know, so we have to be careful. We got to have wisdom in all this stuff. They can they can easily tag another site to my site. You know, because they are they they are paying for it. You know, that's why a lot of times in some of these games you you see people playing on the uh, internet and and your Facebook and your iPads and stuff, and all of a sudden you are playing the game and all of a sudden want to pop right up in the middle of it. Well, a lot of the free games is like that because they know you're not paying for that free game you're doing. So as a result, they can let anything come out there. That's why a lot of times if you don't monitor what your kids are playing on the game, 
their stuff will pop up and your kids are so intense hitting the buttons and stuff and they can just hit that site to think they're getting rid of it and actually they're logging on to it. You know, and if you don't monitor that stuff, you know, you, you know, you'll be surprised. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 So we so we have to, you know, yeah, we have to have wisdom in, in this stuff. It, it, yeah. Amen. So we have to, they have to be on the alert for some of this stuff that, that is coming. How do we get on that? God must have wanted me to talk about that. Okay. All right. Yeah, amen. Wicked imagination. There we go. Feet that be swift and run into, what is mischief? Trouble, right? <laughs> Say what? Drama, drama. <laughs> Amen. Stay away. All right? A false witness that, speak it live. If you didn't see it, don't agree. <laughs> you know? You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. Yeah, and then they get you up there, and then they find out you don't have a clue knowing what you was talking about. So we, we have to be careful. False witness speaking lies. Amen. And he that do what? Wow. Discord, gossip, slander, backbiting. All these things. We got to have wisdom. Amen. Let's let's get to that point where we're edifying and building up. Amen. Look, if somebody started telling you something bad about somebody, say, tell me something good about them. <laughs> Amen. Don't get caught up into this stuff because it's easy to do. Believe me. <laughs> it's easy to start to be drawn into the negativism of things. But we must have wisdom and knowledge. If God hates these things, we should too. Because he's trying to get us to be right and to do what is right. Amen. And all that we do, praise God. Amen. We got to learn to love the things that God loves. Amen. God loves people that loves people. Amen. And so that's what he wants. He loves people that loves him as well. Amen. So once we come into that knowledge of him, amen, then we will begin, amen, to recognize and to reverence him for who he is. The altar will become so key and important. We will begin to develop a life of prayer, a life of study, because we will begin to want to be like him and all that we do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Jesus says, amen, if I honor myself my honor is nothing it is my father that honor me of whom you say that he is your god yet you have not known him but i know him and if i should say i know him not i should be a liar like unto you but i know him and keep his saying john eight fifty four through 59 here your father abraham rejoiced to see my day he saw it and was glad then said the jews unto him thou art not yet 50 years old and hast thou seen abraham jesus said to him Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We got to have that I am. We need to know. The phrase I am, the name Jehovah, Yahweh, means the self-existent one or eternal one. Yahweh is the third person from the verb to be in Hebrew. Yahweh means he is. When used by God himself, the verb form is the first person I am. In other words, Yahweh and I am are different forms of the same verb. Amen. When you, the word Lord, capital L-O-R-D, is all capitals, it means Jehovah. And when it's used uh, in the Lord, L-O-R-D, it means Adonai, master and ruler. Amen. That's why in the New Testament, Jesus a lot of times is more Adonai master and ruler and the reason they didn't use continual jehovah and yahweh over and over and over 
is because the Jews take the third commandment very seriously. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. So they felt that if they use Jehovah, Yahweh, over and over and over, they wind up taking his name in vain. And so that's why sometimes you see they say Adonai, Israel, master ruler. And that's why Jesus in John 13, 13, he says, you call me master and Lord. And you say, well, for so I am. I am Adonai. Amen. I am the Lord. Yes, sir. Names? The other. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it does until you get that understanding and then you then you understand that it is the same. Is yeah. Is like I said, is they just didn't want to use it continually. Because they didn't want to take the third commandment, the name of the Lord, in vain. You know, is, is all my studies tells me that is that was the reason why they they did it that way. Yes, ma'am. Joshua, Joshua, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, they, they're, there's so much out there now, Sister Bell, believe me. I get calls all the time, you know, and stuff. I try to explain to folks, no, 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 no. you got to understand the name and stuff, you know, what, how it came about in the relationship with it. Amen. Maybe next year I will do a lesson because I've been teaching PI on the oneness of God, you know, this past semester, and so maybe next year we'll do one on that so that we can bring it all into focus here and stuff. Amen. All right, it's 8 o'clock. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So.